We hope this day finds you in good health and in good spirits. We're hoping to bring you something today from God's word that'll cause you to look toward the Lord. We'd like to take up a subject today about being born again. There's a lot of folks out there that's claiming to be born again, and we hope that's true. We can take God's word with a surety and know by the word that we are born again. When you're born again, you're born of something. In St. John, the third chapter, about the third verse, a man named Nicodemus came to Jesus, and Jesus told him, he said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. When Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter it the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Now listen to what he says. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Jesus explains himself more about being born of the Spirit in St. John 6 and 63. He says, It is the Spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. It's the word that is spirit. It's the word that brings us life. The flesh, it profits nothing. A man that's born of the flesh is flesh. He's going to do the things of the flesh. He's going to mind the things of the flesh. Now listen to what Romans, the eighth chapter and the fifth verse says. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. To be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. That's why you have to have a new birth. You have to have a new beginning. Now let's look at the first verse of that same chapter. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. How do you know you're in Christ Jesus? Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. They're walking after his word. It's the spirit that quickeneth, St. John 6 and 63. It is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I say unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Now, Romans 8 and 2 again, for the law of the spirit of life, what brings life? The spirit, it quickens, it brings life. Quicken means to be made alive. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. No, we're not following sin anymore. We're not dead to God, but alive to God through the Spirit or through His Word. The Spirit quickeneth. The Word, the Word makes us alive to God. Well, when I was a sinner, I did the things that I wanted to do. Now we've changed our lives and we're wanting to please God. We're wanting to do the things that He wants us to do. We've had a change. Where there was a new birth, a new beginning, a new creation, and it's caused by the word of God. Now, first Peter, the first chapter, starting at the 22nd verse, it also bears this out. 
and says, seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren. See that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. Now, what do you do when you do that? Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. What is that incorruptible seed? The thing that we're born by, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. Now, folks, when people say that they're a born again Christian, what they're actually saying is I'm not following my will or my life or the things that I want to do, but I'm following the things that God wants me to do. I'm born again. There is a new birth again. There's, there's a, a new creation in Christ Jesus. Now, folks, in natural childbirth, when a baby is born, the first thing it does or desires when it comes out of the womb is milk. It desires milk. It's nurtured by that milk. Well, it's the same way as a person that's born of the Spirit. If it's truly born again, it'll desire the spiritual milk. Well, First Peter, the second chapter in the first verse says, Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile, and all hypocrisies and envies and all evil speaking, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word. Now, what will that sincere milk of the word do for us? That you may grow thereby. Now, folks, that's evidence of a spiritual birth. It's something that you can see that babe desiring. And it's desiring the milk of the word. And again, the milk of the word causes us to grow. We need the word to be born by. We need the word to grow by. But it's all evidence of God's word in our life. Now, folks, when a person says that they're a born again Christian, it's going to be evident. The word of God is going to be manifested in their lives. It's something that you're actually going to be able to see. Now, the next verse I'm getting ready to read will be without a shadow of a doubt let us know that we've been born again and we are in Christ. Second Corinthians, the fifth chapter in the 17th verse. It says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, what is he? He is a new creature. He's following after the spirit. He's not walking after the flesh anymore. He's a new creation created by the word of God. He is a new creature. Listen now, old things are passed away. No, my old life I'm not wanting to follow anymore. I'm not wanting to follow the things that I I did in the world. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. That new creation, that new babe desiring the sincere milk of the word. Now, folks, how can I be a new creation if I'm still following after the things, the old things that are supposed to be passed away? Let's see what 1 John says about it. It's 1 John, the second chapter and the 15th verse. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Now let's see what's in the world. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Now what's going to happen to the world? And the world passeth away and the lust thereof. That's what passes away in our lives. 
When a man is a new creature in Christ, all things have become new. The old things have passed away. What was the old things that were in the world? The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. It's not of the Father, but is of the world. What happens to the world? And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth, keeps God, God's commandments. He that doeth the will of God abideth forever, a new creation. Now let's go back over 1 Peter, the first chapter, the 23rd verse. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, no, not of the natural, like Nicodemus thought, how can a man that's old enter into his mother's womb the second time? No, it's not born of the corruptible seed, but of incorruptible And again, it shows us what the incorruptible seed is, and it's by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. Now let's look at that being born again by the incorruptible seed. Now folks, when a person plants a natural seed in the ground, just say, take for instance, a grain of corn. Now when that corn is put in the ground, does it come up beans? Does it come up soybeans or any other type of vegetable? No, it doesn't. It comes up an ear of corn. That's the same way it is with the word of God being planted in our hearts. If the word of God is planted there, it's going to produce or show the word of God. That's why it said in Peter being born again, not of corruptible seed, but by incorruptible. Incorruptible is something that will not perish. It won't fade away. When God's word is in our hearts, we're not going to fade away either. We're going to abide forever. Now in Luke, the eighth chapter and the 11th verse, he says, now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. Jesus expounding a parable of the seed sower. Now folks, this is why it's important to have the old things passed away. So we can be a new creation. We don't want anything to hinder the word of God in our lives. Jesus expounds a parable here where first he puts forth a parable in Luke the eighth chapter and the fifth verse. It said a sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell by the wayside and it was trodden down and the fowls of the air devoured it. And some fell upon a rock and as soon it was sprung up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. And other fell on good ground and sprang up, and bare fruit an hundredfold. Now back down in the 11th verse. Now the parable is this, Jesus expounding the parable. The seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are they that hear. Then cometh the devil and taketh away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. They on the rock are they which, when they hear, receive the word with joy, and these having no root, which for a while believe, and in time of temptation fall away. And that which fell among thorns are they which, when they have heard, go forth, and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life. Can you see what First John said? For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life, It's not of the Father, but of the world. I don't want anything in my life that's going to hinder God's word from producing fruit. 
Now let's read Luke 8 and 14 again. And that which fell among thorns are they which, when they have heard the word, go forth and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to perfection. God wants fruit. He wants what that seed is, the word of God, to produce its fruit, the word of God. Now listen to this. But that on the good ground, this is the person that supplies God and heart that's ready to receive the word of God. It's gotten the world. It's sick of the world. It's tired of the world. It's ready for a change. But that on the good ground are they which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, what do they do? Keep it. Keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. Now, friends, let's go to 1 John, the third chapter. Let's start about the sixth verse. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth hath not seen him, neither know him. No, they're not born again. Little children, let no man deceive you. And folks, I'm afraid there's a lot of that going on in the world today. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. Now listen, he that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose, the son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. What other works of the devil? The things that are in the world. Whosoever is born of God, listen to this now very closely. Whosoever is born of God doeth not commit sin. This man does not keep committing sin. He may make a mistake, but his desire is not to lay in that mistake or stay in that mistake. His desire is to do the will of God. But listen to this again. Whosoever is born of God doeth not commit sin. Why? For his seed, what was the seed? It was the word of God. For his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. Now, folks, when a person is a Christian and they decide to sin, they leave the word. That seed does not remain in them. Now, they they don't have to sin, but they leave the word. It's their decision. It's their choice. But folks, they don't have to because the word of God is more powerful than anything. And it's what helps us overcome the world. Yeah, sure, a man may make a mistake, but he doesn't have to lay in it. He can fix that mistake and go and abide in the word of God. He can overcome by the word of God. Let's look at 1 John, the fifth chapter. and start at the second verse. By this, we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of God, listen to this, overcometh the world. You fighting a battle, you've got something in your life that's keeping you from producing fruit. You keep pressing, you keep pressing, you keep going to God in prayer. That word will cause you to overcome anything. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. You notice what it says there? For whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. Sure, a man will fight things in this world. Jesus was tempted in all points, even as we. But folks, if we use the excuse of saying, I'm just a fleshly human being and God knows how weak I am, that's not even trying. That's not even letting God's word. See, God's word's powerful. 
It'll make us overcome. He so whosoever that's born of God overcometh the world. That's our victory. That word will give us victory over sin in our lives. Well, what about a man that's not overcoming? What about a man that's just laying down and letting sin having dominion over him? That man, according to the word of God, is not born of God because the Bible said, for whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. He will prevail. Sin cannot overcome a Christian. Now let's read in Romans, the sixth chapter and the 12th verse. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, in your flesh, in your mortal body, that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. Why? You're born again. Neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin. That's your hands. That's your eyes. That's your members. Neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead. Why are we alive from the dead? Because the word of God has quickened us. We've been born again. And your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. Now listen, for sin shall not have dominion over you. You're overcoming. For you're not under the law, but under grace. Thank God for that. What then shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? What did God say? God forbid. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. Now that's plain, isn't it? Now listen, but God be thanked that ye were in in past tense, past time, God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin. But what's happened? But ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine, that word, which was delivered you. Now what, do you, what happens when you obey that word? Being then made free from sin. No, it don't have dominion over us. We're born again. We've overcome the world. When we obey it, we can overcome anything. Being then made free from sin, you become the servants of righteousness. Boy, I like this 19th verse because it, it just takes the excuses out of it. The excuse of I'm just a puny human being, just a, a man made of flesh. It doesn't work. 19th verse, I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. Now listen to what he says about that. For as ye have yielded your members servants to uncleanliness and to iniquity unto iniquity, Now what's happened? Even so now, that change, that birth, even so now yield your member servants to righteousness unto holiness. For when ye were servants of sin, ye were free from righteousness. No, you never had a desire for God. But now we've been changed. We've had that new birth. 21st verse. What fruit had ye then in those things whereof ye are now ashamed? No, I'm ashamed of the life that I used to live. For the end of those things is death. But now, all that change, that, that new word, that new beginning, but now being made free from sin and become servants to God, ye have your fruit. What does that seed produce? It produces fruit. Ye have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death. That's what you'll get, friend, if you'll sin, if you continue in sin. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life 
through Jesus Christ our Lord. Yes, he is the gift of God. That's what God gave us. For God so loved the world that he gave. He gave. That is God's gift to mankind. He gave his son. Yes, praise his holy name. This is Pastor Ron Oliver.